This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ah, uh, yes. Ben and Skin Show coming to you live from Tender Smokehouse in Frisco, 4226 Preston Road. Tory Hunter's barbecue spot. And it's so cool seeing Tory walking around, meeting folks, and uh, talking to him. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Uh, don't forget, you can watch World Series Game 1 with Tori tonight. So come have lunch with us, meet Tori today, and then he'll be here tonight too. This is his place, watching the World Series. Great place to watch Game 1 tonight. Max Scherzer uh, against Garrett Cole. Man. Uh, that is a pitcher's showdown right there. That's going to be an awesome game. Uh, we've got a lot of Dallas Cowboys stuff to get into. We should also tell you that Faniversary is this Saturday. It's family-friendly. It's going on at Texas Live. Willie Calhoun is now going to be there. Chris Woodward will be there. Jalen Smith, five-time Super Bowl champion. Hall of Famer Charles Haley, two-time Super Bowl champion and second on the Cowboys' all-time sack list. Jim Jeffcoat. Uh, You get stories about the 99 Stanley Cup from NHL Hall of Famer Ed Belfour and two-time Stanley Cup champ Craig Ludwig. The Cowboys cheerleaders are going to be there. It's free to park, free to enter. All you got to do is pay for your food and drinks. And, hey, all the mascots are going to be there from the Cowboys, Rangers, Mavericks, Stars, and FC Dallas. Again, all free, free parking, free autographs, and free pictures, noon to 4 at Texas Live in Arlington. At 2.30, I'll be watching Auburn, number 9, against number 2 LSU at 2.30 on the big TVs. That'll be a good one, like, you know, for LSU fans like Dave Hellman. Right, it's juicy, juicy. It's Speaking really of good. Dave Hellman, he's fresh out of prison and ready to give another shot to being in the radio business, and he joins us now. Thanks to our friends at Ford. Ford is the best in Texas, ladies and gentlemen. The wickedly talented Dave Hellman. How you doing, Dave? Hey guys, I'm great. Nice plug, KT. I appreciate that. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. What'd you uh, What'd you make of your senior quarterback's bare buttocks? Uh, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was so awesome. Uh, you can't. <laughs> You can't half-ass anything in the SEC, so I really appreciate him putting in the full-ass effort to get the win. You know, we just did a college football segment in the last segment, and that I forgot to mention that, and I forgot to mention the uh, the Oklahoma Sooner Schooner falling over. Well, like, uh, I mean, if you know, if you didn't watch the game, I mean, LSU put it on Mississippi State, so it, I mean, it happened in like the fourth quarter. I don't expect casual fans to be paying attention by then, but yeah, Joe Burrow's got a nice butt, huh? Very nice. Yeah. There he is, All Dave right. Hellman. Hey, uh, there was a story that came out. Uh, I heard Sean and RJ talking about it, and uh, Sean sent me the link. It was from LarryBrownSports.com. Amari Cooper, uh, quote, increasingly likely to leave the Cowboys as contract talks stall. I thought it was great. Jerry Jones on the radio station on Sean and RJ not long after and said, no one out there could have that information other than me, and I feel very confident he's going to, he could finish his career as a Dallas Cowboy. So where are you with regard to your concern over Amari's deal and, and Dak's deal moving forward? Um, not, to be honest with you. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, listen, you know, I listen to that interview every Tuesday, just like most of the beat writers that cover the Cowboys. I mean, it's, it's incredible that the owner and general manager of the team just talks to the media like three times a week. So 
Uh, but I, I hadn't heard that, and I've, you know, I've never heard of that outlet, so I, I don't throw a lot of <laughs> credence at it. But I mean, put it, you, you could put it one of two ways. One is like the relationship with Amari Cooper and the Cowboys seems fantastic. Obviously, like on the field, uh, speaks for itself. But like off the field, he seems genuinely comfortable and happy to be here, and uh, he's expressed confidence that it would get done in time. And on top of that. Uh, the Cowboys can franchise tag him too. So, okay, I'm sorry. Know. Let me jump in here. Uh, Sean texted me. Said the Amari report was actually through Jason LaConfora. Oh, so, okay. okay. All right. So. I have I have heard of him. Um, either way, like I said, I mean, even you know, if it comes to a situation where a deal's not done, the Cowboys can always franchise tag him. And for the resources that they spend on him, I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't if it came to that. Um, but I haven't heard anything. That makes me think that that it can't get done, and and obviously the same thing with Dak. Um, I do think they probably want to get one of those done before the season's over because you can't franchise them both. So that's something to watch. But uh, at this point in the season, it's it's not something that concerns me a lot. It's interesting that you say it like that, Hillman. Do you think? Because I've actually considered the idea that they would franchise Byron Jones. Yeah. Like, I could see them getting both of those guys done and franchising Byron Jones until they figure out whatever their long-term secondary uh, solutions are going to be, for, for lack of a better word. Um, but if I guess in order of who they would prefer to franchise, how would you rank those three guys? Well, I think you, you absolutely, right now, I mean, it's, it's got to be Dak just because he's the quarterback. And right. And you can, you know, it sounds silly to say, but it, you can kind of cost control that thing. You know, everybody loves to throw that $40 million number around, which, you know, Dak's not going to get that anyway. But, um, you know, I think the franchise tag for next year would, like, hover somewhere around, like, 28. So that is a discount compared to what he would eventually get with a long-term deal. So I think you got to keep that open for your quarterback. But, like I said, I, I think that gets done in time. But, I, I mean, I agree with you. If they can find a way to get both of those deals done before uh, February, I think the deadline to use the tag is usually like the second week or third week in February. Uh, I think they would prefer to get all of that done so they can use the tag on Byron. But you know, if it if it gets drawn out further than that for one reason or another, I mean, you gotta you gotta tag the quarterback first and foremost. Did you make anything of the Urban Meyer comments from over the weekend? Uh, yeah, just that Urban Meyer has no interest in being out of coaching, which, like, I thought that anyway. Uh, you know, he kind of he's, – he's sort of got a track record for doing that. I mean, he left Florida and was supposed to be retired and then, you know, left Ohio State and was supposed to be retired. Like, I'm pretty confident he's going to wind up coaching somewhere. I don't really think it'll be here, but it's, it's pretty obvious that he wants to keep his options open. Uh, talking to Dave Hellman, DallasCowboys.com on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Last night, the Patriots destroyed the Jets 33-0. Sam Darnold suddenly looks like he just found a football right before the game and had never heard of the sport. And meanwhile, he looked like Joe Montana against the Cowboys. Do you ever find yourself comparing things like that one week to the next, or is the NFL just such a strange beast that it's dangerous to do that? Uh, it is dangerous to do that, but like, how can you come to any other conclusion? Uh, I was joking around last night is like, you know, victory Monday is great. Everybody's happy. The Cowboys played great. They deserve to be happy, but like, man, it sort of takes the shine off of a big win when you see the opponent that embarrassed you the week before playing like what you thought they were, you know, like, I mean, it's not just that the Jets lost, 
they looked like an incompetent shell of a team. Uh, they looked like a team that's going to be tick- picking in the top five, and that's kind of what we thought they were. Uh, so it kind of stings a little bit to see them so easily dispatched. And, yeah, I mean, the Patriots are the best team in the league. Bill Belichick's the best coach in the game. Uh, but, you know, this is a Cowboys team that's supposed to have playoff aspirations. So even if you don't just completely thoroughly dominate them, it only underlines the fact that they should have beaten the Jets, and it's just a gigantic missed opportunity. Uh, they should have beaten the Jets, and they should have been way more competitive early on against the Packers, and they should have beat the Saints and all these kinds of things. I really, truly look at each one of these games individually, and I think you have to from week to week. However, that game last night just made me feel better about the Cowboys in this regard. If you are Josh Allen or you are Sam Darnold, both of those guys had four picks against the Patriots, you have no chance. That might be the best defense the Patriots have ever rolled out. It's at least one of their three best of the Brady era. However, if you have a quarterback that is now confident and has seen a lot and knows how to – like Dak his first year – would have had that same performance against that Patriots defense. It just sort of underscores to me the position the Cowboys are in now that they have a quarterback that is entering his prime. And we've really come full circle on this conversation. Dak is far and away the most important player you've got to keep, and he's your long-term quarterback, and they have a franchise quarterback. And when you don't have one of those guys and you're you're going through young guys, you have no chance to win. Yeah, I would agree with that. Man, that's – that's an imp- that's some impressive like sort of mental gymnastics to get to that point. Uh, Thank you, dog. I like. I mean, I mean, I agree with you. I think. I mean, Dak has been fantastic through. You know, I guess we can call this the halfway point of the season or close enough. Right. Right. Uh, and I agree with that. And I think you know, he's silenced the vast majority of of the doubters in terms of whether or not he deserves a new deal or you know at least the people who are capable of being swayed. There's always going to be people <laughs> that hate on him until he wins a Super Bowl, and that just goes with the territory. Um, I do, you know, I, I, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's taken another step, and he seems to be entering into his prime. My, my main impression from watching that game is just, man, if Sam Darnold falls apart this completely when you send a couple zero blitzes his way, maybe the Cowboys should have done that a little bit more often in MetLife Stadium the other day. Yeah, that was incredible because so many of those interceptions were while he was under duress. Uh, we, we talked about this a lot yesterday. Uh, Britt Brown, does he deserve to be the MVP of the week for the Cowboys? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I applaud you guys um, for shouting those guys out. You know, uh, y'all shouted him out with Steven yesterday, and uh, Sean and RJ shouted him out with Jerry. Like, on Monday, like this time last week, I, I think I came on y'all's show and was like, maybe Tyron will be able to play, but I kind of doubt everybody else, and – uh, they got them all on the field, and that's it's a testament to their toughness and their will. And, and obviously, Britt and, and Jim Maurer and the training staff, like, hats off to them. That was incredible. Talking to David Hellman here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Hellman, you've been out here to tender, right? You've you've tasted this deliciousness before. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you all at the one right down the street from the star? No, we're yeah, in Frisco. Yeah, well, yeah, right thanks off of, for did, the invite, you freaking yeah, jerks. Come on. A mile east. Uh, Can yeah. you? Can you get out here right now? Uh, I mean, what do you got? What do you got coming up? I theoretically, uh, I don't know. What's how, how long are y'all on? I got to do a podcast in like a half hour, but I could maybe. We're on till two, and if you can make it out, we we got you covered. Hey, Damn. and thanks for knowing our schedule. Yeah, yeah. and I'm trying and br- and bring Broadus with you. We got him too. 
Okay, that's damn. Yeah, like maybe we'll. But try not to Nick do that. Eatman, that guy. I mean, we'll never pick <laughs> up his barbecue tab. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll throw. I'll kick that around to the guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guys upstairs, maybe we can get away. Bring the DallasCowboys.com crew. We, we would love to see yeah. you guys. Hey, thank you, Hellman. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you all soon. There he goes. What a sexy boy. Daves of Thunder. How many different how many different ones of those can you come up with? So there was Independence Dave, <laughs> Groundhog Dave, Dave's of Thunder. There was a there was These a are horrible, all his Halloween costumes. There was a horrible George Clooney movie back in 97 called One Fine Dave. Right. Um, the Dave the Earth stood still. The Dave the Earth stood oh, that's still. That's a really good one, Ben. Um, other movie titles with the word day in it. Seven what Dave's about, Seven uh, Nights. Seven Daves and Seven Nights. Wait, is it <laughs> it's a different personality each night. That's a really controversial, controversial film. Wasn't there a, wasn't there a movie called 400 Daves of Summer? 500 Daves of Summer, yeah. yeah. 500 Daves yeah. of Summer, that'd be a pretty <laughs> you good You meet one. 500 different guys named Dave <laughs> in a summer. But they all look like Hellman, just with different personalities. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show. We're getting a lot of good quality stuff done here. Uh, yeah, uh, ben no. and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. There seems to be movement towards us shoving some tender barbecue in our mouths here yes. during an upcoming break. Oh, uh, coming up next, though, we'll talk Cowboys and the landscape of the NFL with the great Ross Tucker right here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, thank you, Shippy. It's been in Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Orders are in at Tender Smokehouse in Frisco. Very exciting. We see Dante Ramirez walking around. Tori Hunter, Eddie's here, and... Lots of folks piling in here. We greatly appreciate those of you who listen to 105.3 The Fan. Just talked to Atolo, who uh, travels with his buddies to a Cowboys away game every year. They went out and saw the Jets game. Uh, He had a picture of him on the front row going ham. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't work out quite the way he wanted to, but respect that effort. That's a man trip. Go watch the Cowboys on the road. That's really, really cool. Hopefully, some of the uh, DallasCowboys.com folks will come up here and enjoy some lunch with us at Tinder Smokehouse in Frisco. But uh, right now, it is very. It is time for a very special guest joining us now on the BuyerSafety.com hotline from Radio.com uh, is Sports NFL Insider Ross Tucker. Brought to you by uh, Indeed. Uh, post a job today at Indeed.com/slash/hire. Catch Ross every weekday on Home and Home. It's his new show out right now on Radio.com. Go to Radio.com/slash/home or search Home on the Radio.com app. How you doing today, Ross? I'm doing awesome. I don't know, though, that you guys know what you did to, to the Philadelphia area and Eagles fans, though. I, oh. I grew up outside of Philly. I still live here. I do the Eagles preseason games on TV. I do their pregame radio, and, man, it's, it's bad. It's about, it's about as bad as I can remember it in a long time up here right now. Well, it's interesting you say that because we've got Cataldi here with us on the air right now. Cataldi, do you want to weigh in on what we've done, the Cowboys did to Philly? I don't want to weigh in on it right now. Hey, KT. Hey. Well, we, we love listening in to the whip. Ah, they would disgrace themselves. 
That's a lot of that going on on Philly That's Radio. a lot right? of good stuff there. <laughs> How do you have tolerance for that kind of crap, Ross? What's that? How do you have tolerance for that type of sports talk radio? It seems wow. to probably test a man's will a little bit, I would think. <laughs> you know what? I, I love it, and everybody in Philly loves it because I grew up with it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, mean I, I, I can remember when I was 7, 8, 9, 10 listening to Angelo. He's a, he's a legend, and I will say this. Uh, you know, every every head coach or manager of any sport in the city talks to him at least once a week, and he commands a lot of respect. He asks the tough questions, and I think a lot of times he's 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 coming from the perspective of where a lot of the fans are coming from, right or wrong. Right. Yeah. No. 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 We we totally understand that, and. You know, actually, Ben and I, uh, we don't really try to position ourselves as hard-hitting journalists. We grew up in Dallas, so we're not uh, in any way unbiased. We want the Mavericks and the Cowboys and the Rangers and the Stars to win every single time they go out and play. Uh, We're fans of those teams. We grew up here. And if you work in the sports business, I don't understand how you would just quit enjoying sports as a fan. Never really seemed to make sense to me, but... That's a different conversation. I guess what I do want to know, though, from a Cowboy perspective is uh, you look at the Eagles' schedule and you go, okay, I could see them getting back into this, but they seem to have a lot of problems. What is your prognosis for that team moving forward? Are they going to get their act together at some point? Well, I think some of it depends on, you know, when certain guys get healthy. Um, You know, they have not had – Deshaun Jackson since five plays into the second game of the year and he was unbelievable in the first game and I think it's made a big difference they don't really have another deep threat and even when he wasn't making big plays he was opening things up for the other guys I don't know I mean at this point he's now missed five games in a row so whatever's going on and really most of the sixth game he barely played against the Falcons. So haven't been able to get any clarity on his injury or when he'll be back. That's a big one. Tim Jernigan, the D tackle, is a big one as well because they lost Malik Jackson for the season. Here's the deal. Their next four games are Bills, Bears, Patriots, Seahawks. If they can split those four, and maybe even go three and one, but if they can split those four, and go two and two, then they will be five and six and end the season against Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys at home, and Giants. They've got a very good chance to win those last five games, obviously the Cowboys being the biggest one amongst them. So that's that's really – they need to find a way to win two of these next four games, and then they have a decent chance to still go – 10 and 6 or probably 9 and 7 at worst. All right, I want to ask you about the story uh, Adam Schefter in a, a pregame show was talking about the idea that hey, maybe, maybe after this season Tom Brady would consider going to another team that he had his, his contract was set up where he could void it out if he wanted to, he could bail. His trainer selling his house, he's selling his house. It's a lot of speculation obviously, but could you ever see a scenario in which Tom Brady would, would leave the Patriots to go play somewhere else at his age? Yeah, so I, I said, so I played with Tom, and I played in New England in 05 and 06, and I always said that he was going to end his career somewhere else 
because he is the most stubborn, self-motivated guy I've ever met. So I felt like, you know, even at age 38 or 40 or whatever, he would still think he can play at a high level. And then at some point, Belichick would decide, you know what? He's really not playing at high enough of a level anymore. And Belichick's so unsentimental that he would move on. So I felt like it would come to that point at some point, but that was before he was still winning Super Bowls at 41 and still undefeated, you know, this year at 42 or whatever he is, right? So I I always thought that that would happen. I think it's too late now. I mean, I really do. I, I think... I think if anything, he retires after this year, or maybe if he plays again, it's in New England. I think I think that ship has sailed, and yeah. that it might have happened the last four years. I know people are putting together, you know, all the reading the tea leaves and Adam did about the the house and everything like that. I just think he he wants to live elsewhere when he's done playing, and he's kind of getting a jump start on that, but can still have a place in New England. I think it probably has something to do with his kids and schooling or whatever, I'd be surprised. But I wouldn't put it at 0%. I mean, I'd put it at 5 maybe 10% that he plays somewhere else. I still think it's 90 95% that he finishes his career with the Patriots. Yeah, it's interesting pulling up your lifelong football roots at 43. Uh, seems like, it seems like a, an interesting decision. All right, we're talking to Ross Tucker here on the Ben and Skin Show. I want to know your assessment of the Cowboys. What is their top end? Uh, in your opinion, and what what are some of the things that might hold them back from being what, what the fans here want them to be? So I still think that they have a chance to be a Super Bowl team. I just think it's going to be tough for them because the schedule gets a little bit tougher, and it's been at least six years since anybody other than a number one or a number two seed has gone to the Super Bowl, mm. and I think it's going to be pretty tough for them. You know, I mean, you look at what the Niners are doing – you look at what the Saints and Packers are doing, it's going to be pretty hard for the Cowboys to get the one or the two seed. I mean, I think they'll end up being the three or the four if they win the division, which uh, there's a pretty good chance of that right now. And I think they are good enough where they could go and win three playoff games in a row, including two on the road. I just don't see it happening. I don't think they're consistent enough. I, I think I've actually been more disappointed maybe with their defense then their offense. I felt like Kellen Moore called a great game Sunday night. Dak played very well. I mean, everybody pretty much played well. And they are a different team for sure when Amari Cooper's back in the lineup and the difference that he made. And Kellen Moore was one step ahead of Jim Schwartz throughout. I guess I thought that their defense could really be dominating this year. And I still don't really see that. I thought they'd make more plays at the linebacker level. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence had a huge play against Lane Johnson early in that game. They did make the strip on Dallas Goddard. I think that's their ceiling. I mean, I think if, if Jalen Smith and, and, and Van Der Esch are forcing fumbles, if DeMarcus Lawrence is, is getting home and forcing fumbles, I really think they're as good as anybody. I just think the shame of it is at this point is that they're going to have to do it two playoff games on the road even after they win a playoff game at home, I think that's tough. I mean, they're going to have to go to the Superdome or, you know, go to Lambeau in back-to-back weeks or maybe even go to San Francisco. We'll see. I think that's asking a lot. I mean, there's a reason why no team has done it. But I think that they have the ability to be as good as those teams 
at that point. I think they have the talent and the ability. I just, you know, with, with them playing the way they did the last couple of weeks and losing the Jets, they just made it a lot, lot tougher road on themselves. I think it's inter- interesting that you brought up the 49ers. Are you buying that? They're 6-0. and Obviously kind of one really impressive victory when they shut down the Rams offense. But other than that, they haven't you know, played a ton of people, and you can only play who's on the schedule. But are you buying that uh, the San Francisco could legit be a team to go get home field in the NFC? Yeah, I am. Especially when they get guys like McGlinchey and Joe Staley, both their tackles back. When they get Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback back. I mean, they're beating teams. Those are three important players for them. I mean, you guys saw what the Cowboys were like without their top two offensive tackles. And the Niners are winning anyway. They are dominant on defense. I mean dominant. You know, what they did to the Rams, I mean, they're, they're giving up less than 150 yards a game passing. They're shutting out teams on the regular, and they come at you in waves with all these guys that were first-round picks, top ten picks, Armstead and Buckner and Bosa. That's what gives them a chance, and they run the ball very effectively. It's kind of interesting because that's kind of what the Saints are doing right now, too. They're playing great D, and they're running the ball pretty effectively behind that offensive line. I think that absolutely gives them a chance to potentially have home field advantage. I haven't looked at their schedule the rest of the way, and, of course, I think they still have to play the Seahawks twice. But, yeah, I'm buying it. I love the Niners. I'm kind of adopting them for the rest of the year just because I love – I love the way they're playing. Their D coordinator cracks me up every time they make a stop. Like, he gets these veins in his forehead. He starts flexing. Thousand percent chance, by the way, that that guy gets a hood coaching job. Because there's going to be some owner that sees him on the red zone flexing and going berserk. And they're going to say, that's the guy I need. That's who I want. Might even be Jerry. I mean, if, they, if, if, if the Cowboys stumble and they fire Garrett, might even be Jerry that just says, that's who we need. We need that dude that's all jacked up for the Niners. All right, I like that. Let's let's talk about that. So Jason Garrett on the hot seat. We know that Jerry would love to retain him, keep him, extend him forever. Uh, he loves Jason Garrett, but uh, he's saying there's something out there. You need to go. You got to go get it. There's a carrot out there. But hypothetically, if things fell apart, the Cowboys didn't reach the playoffs, and Garrett got fired, do you think he'd be coveted? I mean, do you think he'd immediately get a job as a head coach? That's a good question. Um, I, I think you guys know this, but, you know, both Atlanta and Baltimore wanted to hire him when, and he declined and, and ended up being the Cowboys coach instead. Let me say this. As a guy that went to Princeton, I can say this. It looks real good on your resume. <laughs> and it, looks, it looks real good. To, um, to billionaire owners, like when he comes in for those interviews and Princeton educated, the way he carries himself, like he carries himself as the guy that you would want representing your franchise. He's very bright, handles himself amongst the media extremely well. If you're a guy that you're, you have to like hand over the keys to your organization to somebody, he really fits the mold. I mean, for 20 years now, anytime someone says, what college did you go to? And I say Prince, I go, oh, smart guy, which I'm not at all. Football helped me get in, but they at least think that. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, it's, you're at least ahead of the game. So I do think he would be coveted. Now, would he be more coveted 
than Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer or the Niners D coordinator, Robert Sala, in between bicep curl sets? I don't know. (laughs) I, 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 I don't know if he'd be more coveted than those guys. It would depend on the amount of change that happens. But I think that there are also some things in his favor. I mean, look, you know, they've won playoff games. They've, they've hosted playoff games the last few years with a quarterback that a lot of people, I think, think is average in Dak Prescott. They won a playoff game last year. They were the number one seed, Dak's rookie year. I mean, those are really feathers in his cap. Last year they were three and five, and he found a way when everybody thought, oh, he's done, he's being fired, it's over. He was able to rally them. To, to go ahead and win the division and win a playoff game. So I think he has some – I know Cowboys fans don't like him, but he's got a lot of really good things on his resume. So, yeah, I think he, I think he would be coveted. I guess my question is, what do you think the breaking point is? Like, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm sure he's getting, he's getting let go. That's the right, beauty of for Jerry, by the way. They don't even have to pay him. I mean, his contract just expired. If they right. go to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl – He's obviously getting a new contract, and he's staying. My question is, what happens if they make the playoffs and win one playoff game? Or what happens if they make the playoffs and don't win any? What's your sense on that? Well, on this show, we have varying opinions. I believe that if he makes it to the NFC Championship game and they get beat soundly, he's gone. You you just – he's been been here as the head coach for over a decade. You know, Jerry and them, they they haven't been to an NFC title game – since the mid-90s. They're patient for not getting it done, and they have been more patient with him than anybody could possibly imagine. So yeah. if they go to the NFC title game and they get beat soundly, I don't think he's back. Yeah, Skin was saying gets to the Super Bowl or he's fired. I, I say he gets to the NFC championship game or he's fired. So regardless, lofty expectations, and he's got to get them to the next level or he's not coming back. That's okay, so what you guys are saying is if they win a home playoff game, and then they go to Green Bay or to the Superdome and lose. Not good enough. Him. Not good I, enough. I don't think. I mean, I think he's got to get them to the championship game, and, and if he does that, that's fine. If he gets them to the conference championship, he's he's coming back. I, I think. think. I think. I, I think he needs to either get to the Super Bowl or barely lose the title game to keep his job. So, and I I, I think that's fair. I would just say, as a guy that started seven memorable games at left guard for the Cowboys in 2002 and is thus never, an expert on Dallas Cowboys. But I'll, I'll never I forget him, Ross. I still laugh at when we would go to uh, hotels, how many fans were there. Because I played for five teams, by far three times as many fans when I was with the Cowboys than any other team. And I remember thinking, like, do they know we stink? I was there <laughs> in the last seven games of the Campo era. So all I would say is, Careful what you wish for a little bit, right? I mean, you guys remember what Chan Gailey was and Campo hey, and we got Lincoln Riley coming. And Wayne we, we, and careful we, what we you got, wish for. We got Lincoln Riley coming, Ross. We're good. Hey, uh, hey, thanks for the time, man. We really appreciate it. All right, see you, dudes, anytime. There yeah. he goes, the great Ross Tucker. He was great in that Thanksgiving Day game. Radio.com, Sports NFL Insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job at Indeed.com slash hire. Catch Ross every weekday on Home and Home. His new show out on Radio.com. Just search Home on the Radio.com app. Thank you again, Ross, for joining us. Coming up next.
We've got Jerry Jones audio and your chance to win $1,000 as we continue to broadcast from Tinder Smokehouse in Frisco. Our food has arrived. A giant brontosaurus rib was just placed in front of me. You ever seen anything like that beef rib? Look at that thing, man. That thing's massive. It'd be hard for me to answer. I'm eating this brisket oh, right now. I love it. Then. Well done. All right, more stuff. from Tinder Smokehouse in Frisco next. Mm. Thank you, Shippy. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Come to you live from Tender Smokehouse in Frisco, 4226 Preston Road. Man, this is so good. I'm having the beef rib. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it's so good. It's so big. So big. Whoa. So good. So juicy. Mark that, Shippy. Okay, you, know what I mean. yep, yep, you look like yep. you're having uh, some delicious brisket. I'm having a brisket, and I got a little bit of a turkey action going uh-huh. on, but the mac and cheese is off the chain as well. Yeah. I was going, got some turkey going. Yeah, and it's uh, so moist. You know, a lot of people ruin turkey. Uh-huh. You'll never have anything but perfect turkey here at Tinder. Always on point. Yeah, I said Tinder. A lot of people, like my wife, think it's pronounced Tinder, but it's pronounced Tinder. You know what Sounds I mean? Sounds the same. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. at some point in the next 16 minutes, you're going to have a chance to win $1,000 just by listening. So be sure to keep it locked right here. we got Jerry Jones audio to get to. But first, how about that chance to win $1,000? Oh, wow. Text oh, the word of the hour no to 72881. 72881. Yes. Text in the word tone. Oh. T-O-N-E. I love that word. T-O-N-E. Text in the word tone for your chance to win $1,000. Your next chance will be in the noon hour. When's that going to be? Oh, I can't wait. That's coming up in the noon hour. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Jerry Jones was on with Sean and RJ today. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, let's get into What do you guys think the best stuff is? I mean, there's some stuff that's gone viral, him talking about Garrett being a yes man. That's what, probably a good place to start, Ben, because so many people are talking about that right now. Yeah, I'm not sure what cut that is. Let's go with cut number three. Jerry Jones, are you happy that all the hot seat talk goes away Jason Garrett after this win? Yes, I am. Uh, but he's, uh, uh, he's focused. Uh, he's uh, uh, got thick skin. He's seasoned. He's used to that. Uh, we saw him at his best out there Sunday, and we saw his team that uh, uh, really prepared uh, at their best. And uh, 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 again, uh, we look going to look back. Uh, I always have, and we're going to have games like we did against the Jets that uh, just you, you just still wonder why you look forward. But we'll have games like we had uh, two days ago against that Philadelphia, and we'll see. Uh, Hey, that's when we that's when we took a step forward. That's when we started doing this as a team. I was proud of that offensive line. Our offensive line has just completed game. But isn't it amazing when you got your two tackles and they happen to be Lyle Collins mm. and, and they happen to be Tyron Smith. Lyle Collins played uh, I think the best game I've ever seen him play. Damn. All right. He he ventured off into another area there, Ben, on the offensive line. But I want to say something about Garrett, get your opinion on this. I heard the morning show talking about this. And so, you know, the whole bit, whether it's coach or player or whatever, I don't read the papers. I don't listen to sports talk radio. I don't ever know what's going on. I think most people that say that are lying. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a great example of that. Nick Saban will say that, and then he'll go into a press conference and he'll say something very defiant, which makes you acutely aware that he's acutely aware of exactly what's being said. However... And I think a lot of these guys also have people that tell them stuff. Yeah. I really genuinely, honestly believe that Garrett has pushed himself away from that and he walks the walk and talks the talk on staying focused on what is important. Now, I think it's probably at times to his detriment, but I don't think Garrett listens to the radio. 
I don't think he's aware what all the conversations are. And sometimes there will be questions asked of him, and he'll do this long pause like, wait, what's being asked right now? And I, I really think that he is legitimately, we're only going to focus on the things that we can control. That stuff doesn't matter. I'm going to oh, yeah. tune that out. I really think he's no. genuinely that guy. I, I don't, there's no doubt. I don't know anyone who thinks that. I, there, there's no question. I believe I agree with you. I like think you that, agree with what I'm saying on Saban, right? Uh, yes. I, with Garrett, I've never, I, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. He doesn't pay attention to any of that. And if it's, I'm sure the people around him know not to even talk to him about it because he just doesn't live in that world. It could be learned, too, because he was a cowboy. You know, like he played yeah. here in the 90s. He saw all the mm-hmm. drama at all times. It would be right. a very learned thing to you know, stay away from the radio and TV and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the cut I was looking for. Is it important for you to have a coach that you can work with comfortably, that you get along with? Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great question from Sean, and it's essentially that's what was asked. This is cut number four. Listen, I, uh, my offices are... Uh, have been for the last uh, 30-something years, uh, probably uh, 30 feet, 40 feet. That may be an exaggeration. It could be 50 feet down the hall. But the most important thing is that, uh, uh, you know, I'm there every day. I've always been amazed. I'm really amazed at uh, any criticism of uh, being that involved. Uh, I'm aware of why it comes, but... uh, uh, in anything else, you see the owner picking the trash up, or you see the owner walking through and talking to every aspect of the business. You uh, you know they're on top of it, and they're they're uh, really making people accountable. Uh, but um, uh, it's important that you have that good relationship. Is it uh, is important that you have a yes man there from any perspective? Uh, it's important not to have a yes man. Jason Garrett is not a yes man, and I don't say that. Uh, must me protest. Uh, I say that because he's not. Uh, is Jason uh, uh, respectful of, of the order of things? Of course he is. Okay. That, that last part, I think, really puts the picture in the frame, and I really think that that's why I never believed the narrative that Garrett was sabotaging Wade Phillips. I, I don't believe that. I know there are guys that played on that team that firmly believe that. I don't. I believe that he does not usurp the chain of command. I just don't think guys that were raised in the environment he was raised in go about their business. He's an that old way. soul, man. And this team's made up of, of a bunch of old souls. With Tank is that way, kind of, and Tyron's that way. Tyrone. And he, and, and Tyrone Crawford's yeah. that way, and Lyle's that way, and Robert Quinn's that way, and Dak's a little bit that way. There is a chain of command. That's what we're talking about a little bit. It kind of, I'm, I'm going off on a limb a little bit here. Rip Maher. Dak maybe not checking out a play sometimes because there's a chain of command and just respectful of it, and I'm not going to question things. Kellen could be in that right there. We're respectful of the chain of command. There, and I, I, Like, yes, man has this, like, negative connotation to it. It could be a good thing if, he's, uh, if he actually was a yes man. I know Jerry says he's not, but if he actually was a yes man, maybe that is a good thing because, hey, we've tried every other type of coach here as well. And I this just, one, quite frankly, has had more success than some of these other guys. I think it's an irrational take. Um, and, and to sit here and expect the head coach, hey, this guy's a yes man because he doesn't tell the owner to go F himself. <laughs> I'm like, what world do you work in? He likes where, his job. <laughs> think this, it's a company like any other company. All right. There's a guy who owns the company and then everyone works for that guy. So take it to your job. Are you the great employee who goes and tells your owner to go F himself? Or are you a yes man? Because if there's only two things, if there's, that's it. That's the distinction. I mean, then everyone's a yes man. 
unless you own your own company. Right. Or, like, you're a unique case like Parcells. Well, yeah. And, e- and even Parcells, he didn't want T.O., but it got forced on him. Yeah, exactly, because his boss wanted it. And now he ended up calling him, what do you call him, the player? Now, and he never addressed him by name. <laughs> there is there is a point where you have FU money. Yeah. We, we talk about in radio, Randy Galloway has FU money. So the ESPN execs would come in and talk to us, and Randy would tell them, I'm not going to do what you're telling me to do. You need to tell your bosses to suck it. That's not how we do things around here. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to work for me? So, you know, that there is such a thing as FU money, but until you got that, yeah, you're a yes man. Is there a no man? The, that, yeah, he's the, unemployed. The man, and what about the maybe man? There's nowhere, man. The Beatles uh, sing about him. Maybe no. man's the worst superhero. Maybe, it's the worst superpower. Could hey, there, maybe man's here. <laughs> maybe man, are you going to be able to save us from the bad guy? Maybe. You ask him a question, you just can't get an answer from him. I just don't know. Maybe. I need a I need a maybe man emoji. It's the shrugging emoji with a cape. Someone can put that together for me. Hey, him, man, uh, you got uh, gas in your tank? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, That's my new favorite know. superhero. <laughs> Pretty great. Maybe, man. Hey, man, uh, could you uh, go brew some coffee for me, maybe, man? He's going, uh, I don't know, man. No, probably he's, not. Maybe. He's going to go uh, He's gonna go solve crimes with his uh, sidekick, Perhaps Guy. <laughs> uh, perhaps right. Guy. I would hate to hang out with Perhaps Guy. <laughs> perhaps. Maybe it's Can't Decide Everything boy. that comes out, and he comes up and goes, well, yeah, but perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb uh, word. All right, so uh, let's move on. Uh, let's let's go to uh, the Urban Meyer stuff. Uh, were you? This is cut number six. Uh, were you flattered? Uh, or let's go to cut number six. Is what's your reaction to Urban Meyer's comments being willing to coach the Cowboys? If Urban Meyer to say that is a compliment, period, and uh, uh, I really uh, know that uh, uh, the job is. Uh, uh, a great job, and uh, 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 now uh, that's not implying that I made it that way or I don't make it that way. Uh, uh, it's just the place to be. We uh, the other night, as an example, uh, we broke all records for uh, appearances before 20 million people. And uh, make no mistake about it, uh, uh, if you are if you are bent that way or you have an inclination as a person, if you like to go to center stage, uh, if you like to have to answer or have an opportunity to uh, uh, be at the very top, then uh, our organization uh, gives you that opportunity. And uh, uh, we're all aware of that, and uh, we want to uh, really, uh, uh, once you're there, uh, you want to, uh, that's inspirational, I think is the best way to say it. So, it doesn't surprise me that uh, uh, Urban would uh, uh, have that kind of opinion of the head coaching job of the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't surprise me that Urban would go against what all coaches ever do and say he wants a job that another guy has openly because that's how he's always gotten down. He's kind of a scumbag in that regard. Do you know what Jerry's talking about, about breaking all records with 20 million appearances? Do, do you guys know what he was saying there? No. Uh, I think 20 million people. For what? The fastest to get to 20 million people? 20 million people to do what? To be in attendance at the stadium. Oh, is that what that was? That's right. That's how, what I... No, that makes sense. That's how I took it in. Yeah. Because the stadium would open in 08, and by 2019, you've reached an attendance mark of 20 million people. Now, 
not just counting football. We're paying, co- I mean, college football or boxing and concerts yeah. and all oh, that. Oh, you think? I don't know. I would have thought it would have been even more than that. I mean, if you're getting 100,000 people a game uh-huh. and they play eight home games a year, there's yeah, 800,000. You're right. You're right. For 11 years, you yes. know, you can kind of work that out. And you're still- Super Bowl and NBA All-Star Game yeah. and Taylor Swift and Clint Black and all that kind of Clint stuff. Black. All right. That's Clint Black. That's all we have time for now. We'll get back into some more of these cuts. There's lots of really good stuff to get into. Will Amari retire as a Cowboy report that Amari won't get his deal done? Jerry comments on that. Also, what everybody wants to know is Jerry just – this is a great question. Is Jerry just looking for a coach he's comfortable with? Um, so there's a really, really good answer to that. So we'll get it back into those a great question. cuts at 1 o'clock. Thanks, Roy. Uh, we're at Tinder Smokehouse <laughs> oh, in Frisco, 4226 Preston. I appreciate you guys. Come, well, you don't have to get emotional. We love hey. you too, Roy. Okay, hold on. What was that during uh, that he got so okay. emotional? He was reading the, the Josh, Josh Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> Hey, back to his I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Cap tip, just to uh, say, hey. 2015 is going to be a uh, magical year next, for the Whites. We'll get into some Mike Leach audio. All that's coming up on the Bit and Skin Show, 105.3 <laughs> The Fan. Before we get there, I want to talk about... De- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 